You're listening to Through the Funnel, where we demystify Chinese medicine. I'm your host, Mallory Jimo, and this is episode number one. Hi, welcome. I'm really excited that you're joining me for this first episode. My hope is that this turns into a great collection of references for you that reveals and opens Pandora's box that is classical Chinese medicine. It is a fantastic medicine that addresses all aspects of being human, the physical, the mental, emotional, and the spiritual sides. It's about how we not only connect with ourselves and our community, but also the environment and the world around us and how we can use that to reference our own health, healing, and steadfastness of our life. If you're listening on audio, know that video is available on YouTube and vice versa. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you the foundations of classical Chinese medicine, and these are really the foundations of life and health. They make up the beginning, the underlying strength of our environment and of ourselves. I like to reference them as the foundation of our house, so they are what's going to hold up the rest of our structure. You are that house. And these foundations make up eight principles, and those principles are going to make your house a home. I reference these foundations every single day of my life. They've really become a part of who I am. They help me to determine where I'm at, where I want to go, what I need to do. They also aid in discernment discernment and problem-solving strategy results, and they also help me to regain balance because balance does exist, and it's when we get too far from our center or too far from what we are able to hold and be with that then disease and discomfort start to show up, but I'm going to be talking more about that later. These foundations are made up of eight principles. They are so simple, yet they're so supportive and strong, just as your foundations and the foundation of your house need to be. In Chinese medicine, we are first taught these eight principles. They are the basis for diagnosis and treatment, and like I mentioned before, progress and results. We use them to not only treat with acupuncture, but we also use them in herbal medicine and food therapy and in all lifestyle suggestions. So as I mentioned before, these eight principles can be applied to every aspect of life. These eight principles come in pairs. So there's four sets and they're opposite one another. So Keep it really simple. As my master teacher always says, Chinese medicine is extremely simple. It is the human that complicates it. So we don't want to think more about these than what they are and how they're being presented to you. 
The first pair begins with the ever famous yin and yang. As seen in the Taiji symbol, I'll put an image up on video right now for you. The yin, which is going to be the black side, represents rest and inactivity. It is the darker side of the symbol. The white side is yang, and it is activity and sunlight. So it is the brighter side of the Taiji symbol. And you can see that there is a black and white dot within each opposing side. So we always have yin within yang, and we always have yang within yin. The second of the eight principles is going to be interior and exterior. Yes, again, keep it simple. Are we inside or are we outside? Letting the subject be you. The third set is excess and deficiency, which really means more than or less than. I like to think of this one as more than necessary or needed, or is it a deficiency that's less than necessary or needed? And then the fourth pair is really the simplest of them all, which is hot and cold, just like the temperature on your faucet. And this can be related to touch, how it feels to you, how it feels to someone else. And even in the case of emotion, so we can think of hot and cold relative to our emotional well-being, like anger is seen as hot. The term hot-headed corresponds with the hot emotion of anger and rage. Whereas the opposite side of that is going to be fear or feeling scared. We can equate that to cold. Since fear is often a emotion and a feeling that makes us want to retreat, to turn inward, to curl up and go away, that puts us more into the yin side of the Taiji symbol, that darker side. Often when people are scared, they just want to be left alone in a cave or a cove where they feel most comfortable. So of these eight principles, we have yin and yang, we have interior and exterior, we have excess and deficiency, and we have cold and hot. Okay, now I want to show you how these eight principles can be applied to a very common symptom and issue that a lot of people have been experiencing. I'm going to go through this as it's a case so that you can hear how it might be presented in a more formal setting or how I might be presenting it to a colleague. After I go through this case, I'm going to share with you how I use these eight principles in my own practical life too. So the case is a 48-year-old male who comes in complaining that he's unable to move his right shoulder. This pain is within the shoulder and around the shoulder. The shoulder was injured from a weightlifting accident about five years ago, so we are going to consider this a chronic condition, and it really hasn't been the same since. It's actually progressively gotten worse throughout the years. Western medicine would diagnose him with frozen shoulder and arthritis. So he's received a couple cortisone shots that have helped temporarily, and he continues to ice the injury, to rest it, and to take over-the-counter pain relievers as necessary. 
He has received imaging. So he's done an x-ray and MRI, and those show that there's no physical damage to the shoulder, to the muscle, to the ligaments, or to the tendons. However, because he's still in pain, his most recent visit to his Western physician suggested soldier shoulder surgery. When this gentleman comes into my office, I can see that the shoulder is immobile, it's cold to the touch, and that it's noticeably shrugged up near his right shoulder. So right there, we have two of the eight principles. We have that he is in a yin state because he's immobile, and then we also have cold. So it's cold to the touch, He's not able to move it. Cold doesn't move very quickly. And so we see that it's more cold than hot. Very simple, right? We also can tell that the patient is not only in pain, but that pain is happening internally. And that is something that he's described and articulated to us, but we can also see that. And then we can see that there are some external signs too, such as how he's holding the shoulder, how he's shrugged up, it might be pulled in. So this is going to match the diagnosis of frozen shoulder, which is a very plain and clean diagnosis that matches what we see and can even feel. So in Chinese medicine, we might diagnose this as like cold B syndrome, using one of the eight principles cold, and then using the diagnosis of B, which just simply means painful obstruction in Chinese medicine. So what we are going to want to do here is to help this patient not only become mobile again, but start to work with the signs of excess cold. So the opposite of cold is warm, hot. So we want to move him from cold to a more warmer state. Now, let me just say here that the diagnosis of frozen shoulder couldn't be more obvious. If you ice something enough, it's going to freeze if you ice it even longer, then it's going to become an iceberg and icebergs break. They aren't flexible at all. So if you ice something on your body long enough, it's going to become so cold that it's going to break. We are warm beings. Our joints and our body want to be warm. Our average body temperature ranges anywhere from 97 to 98.6. You know, we also freeze meat, fruits, and vegetables, and then we thaw them out later. So icing and freezing is temporary. It's used to consolidate and preserve and prevent, like an injury, for instance. But then we have to use heat to be able to use it or repair it again. So even when you eat frozen fruit and you put it in your mouth, Due to the temperature of your body, you're going to start defrosting that frozen fruit to be more to the digestible temperature of your body. So cold is an extreme state of yin, and we cannot use it at any state to heal. So let's go back to our patient. I digress a little bit. The first thing that I'm going to tell this patient is to stop icing his iceberg of a shoulder. My goodness, let's warm it up. Let's start to decrease this excess cold and do that by using heat. 
So he's going to be applying heat uh, topically, and then I'm also going to be giving him a warming topical liniment of Chinese herbs that he can apply several times a day. With his acupuncture treatment, we know that acupuncture is going to stimulate, it's going to open, it's going to move fresh chi and warm blood to the area. So this is also going to be facilitating that warmth and movement that we need back into the shoulder to start to defrost that iceberg. The other side of this is I'm going to be encouraging him to do simple yet gentle exercises to reduce gain the strength and mobility that he had lost in the shoulder. And the more gentle that he is in the beginning, the quicker he's going to make progress because you don't just thaw something out for 10 minutes and then warm it up super quick. You're going to have a lot of issues around the stability of that Thing, whether it be food or your body. So this is going to be a slow process for this gentleman. Being that he was immobile or having this issue for about five years, it's probably going to take him anywhere from a year to maybe six months to really regain the strength and mobility. Of course, like anything that's defrosting, the warmer that it gets, and the less cold that it gets, the, the quicker it's going to move to a state of warmth and healing. So our goal isn't in this first session to take him from one extreme to the other. Our goal is to move him from one side of the spectrum slowly to the other over a significant course of time. And everybody whether you're applying these eight principles to something that's symptomatic or to something that's in your day-to-day -day life, every body, every human, every mind is different. So we're all going to work through these eight principles at a different pace. So person who one comes in with frozen shoulder might progress slower or faster than per person two. And that's just because our bodies and our own way of healing just tends to be a little differently. And that's something that I love so much about Chinese medicine is that it takes into consideration the individual. It doesn't look at you as a huge collection of people and say, oh, well, 90% of the people in this case study or in this um, theory or Let's see, what's the word that I'm looking for here in this study, in this double-blind study, they all succeeded at a rate of 80%. And so because you didn't, there must be something wrong with you. Chinese medicine doesn't think that way. We think in terms of the individual. What do you need? How are you going to progress through this? Where have you been before? What do you need now? Maybe you don't want to regain full movement, or maybe just due to your age, you can't, or you're extremely active and you need to have that full movement back. So the course of treatment might be a little shorter for you because you've already been an active individual. And I'm going to talk more about how Chinese medicine sees the individual in upcoming podcasts. Getting back to our patient, we can see that all eight principles were applied to diagnosis and treatment. So we had the cold shoulder, we had interior signs, we had exterior signs. We saw where there was an excess of cold and a deficiency of warmth. And then we also were able to divide it into the more yin state. 
So another example for you, and that's extremely practical, is when we're hungry. And what we would consider hunger in Chinese medicine is more, of course, internal, but we would also say that that hunger is creating heat in the body. The body is ready to churn and use and digest food. But we would also say that it is in need of something. So it's in a deficiency. We don't have an excess of food in our system. So once we begin to fill the body with external food, we can do a couple of things. We can eat to just a little bit, we can eat to satisfaction, or we can overeat, which would then take us that overeating into an excess state. So this external source, food, can create more of an excess in the body than needed which because it takes heat and energy to digest, if we put too much in, we might quell or burn down the internal fire that then we start to feel cold. So we want to eat to satisfaction to allow the digestive fire to work, to churn, to burn, to kind of keep that balanced state. So here's another one for you that's pretty easy to understand. It's a hot summer day and you reach for a cold, refreshing drink or maybe some fruit. So you use that refreshing drink, that ice water to cool the heat to, within your internal body, but also to cool the heat that you're feeling externally. So summer in Chinese medicine is more yang, and the cold drink in the food is more yin. So right there, we're using our opposites. And these resources are external to the body that would soon to be consumed internally. So I hope that you can see how these eight principles provide us for the basis for where we want to go, what we want to do and how we can help ourselves. So yes, I do sometimes wake up in the morning and I'm like, wow, I feel really good. I'm young. You know, I might have a little bit more excess in my system. And then I'll say, okay, how do I want to use this? I don't want to just burn it all up within the first four hours of my day. I might want to keep myself steady as I progress throughout the day so that I don't take myself to an extreme excess that then I create a major deficiency. I want to regain that balance. So I acknowledge where I am and what I wake up with in the morning. And it's no different when I might wake up and I just feel less than, I just don't feel great. I might be moving a little bit slower and kind of taking my time and wanting to do some more yin activities like stretching as opposed to getting up and exercising right away. So knowing that I'm in more of a yin, maybe deficient, slow state I want to say to myself, okay, this is what I have going on for the rest of the day. So I do need to work up my energy so that when that time comes, I'm ready to be at that state that I want to be at. I'm ready to be at that more yang state. I'm ready to offer more externally because I've filled my internal system. And so 
when I start more in a yin or deficient state, I'm honestly thinking like, okay, let me get a bunch of water in my system. Let me make sure that I have a really good meal. Let me make sure that I not only have a good breakfast, but I also have a good lunch too. Because the only place that we get fuel for our system is from food. So I'm looking to my external environment to help my internal environment. These basic principles, these eight principles, can be found in everything. And the foundations of those principles, the basis for them can be applied to physical signs and symptoms, emotions, spiritual health, hormonal digestion, pharmacology, herbs, all of it. All of it that we experience internally and externally within our environment can be seen through the funnel of Chinese medicine and through these eight principles. I'm constantly thinking within yin and yang. And once you get these eight principles down, you're going to see how it all falls back to is this yin, cold, rest, maybe simplicity, darkness, more internal, or is it more yang? Is it activity and sunlight and brightness and movement and maybe more of an excess? And then you'll just funnel it right down to yin and yang and you'll be able to integrate these principles into your day-to-day life, into your mind, into your thoughts, into your emotions, into your feelings. And you're going to be able to work with them in a way that's really going to help you as a person to be in your present moment, but also to help you with where you want to go. And like I mentioned in the beginning, to help with discernment, problem solving, and strategy, and anything else that you want in life, even if it comes down to, should I buy this thing or that thing? Should I do this or should I do that? It's going to help you to get closer to yourself as the individual. And that's what Chinese medicine is all about. So take these eight principles, see how you can apply them in your daily life. If you have questions or you want to know if something can go through the funnel of Chinese medicine, send me an email at hello at malloryjimo.com. I'm definitely up for the challenge and I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I hope that this serves you really well. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you for listening to Through the Funnel. I hope you found something useful. If you have and you like what you've heard, share around and leave a review on Apple. To get in touch, learn more about me and my classes, visit my website at sourcemedicinalarts.com. Till next time.